0: You just may have some business goals you want to do, or you might want to market because you need more new patients, or you want to change the type of patient that you're reaching. Whatever your plan is, make a plan for the next quarter. Choose your three objectives, then pick one that's going to become the priority, and then do the next logical thing and find someone to hold you accountable. And when you do that, you are far more likely to reach the finish line and get that ball all the way across. Well, hello friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And if you notice, if you're watching on video, you'll see that my background is like a kitchen shade. I'm actually in my kitchen. Recently, my home office flooded. So we are in the middle of remediation, which means that all of my office and all of my hundreds of books, they're kind of all over the place and out in the middle of the living room. So for now, I am the queen of kitchen podcasting. That's what I am doing. So today, though, I want to talk to you about creating a marketing plan. Now, before you hit the I don't want to listen to you anymore button, just hang on, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down for you. Super simple. I'm going to give you some action items. But before I can give you the action items, I have to give you an overview. So, you know, the word marketing strategy, I think it's a bit intimidating. You know, you think about I'm going to create this big strategy and companies pay millions of dollars for consultants to help them create big, elaborate marketing strategies, then that is not what we're going to do. What I'm going to do is give you kind of the four big pillars of the marketing strategy. So hang with me while I do that. And then I'm going to give you the practical action items. Because for me, the way that my brain works is I can understand it at a big, you know, higher level perspective or get the nuances of it. But how my brain works is I need to be able to understand it and then I can break it down into simple, actionable strategies that you can use and I can use in my own business. So here we go. There are four kind of key components to any marketing strategy. And I'm going to not use that word moving forward. I'm just going to say marketing plan, okay? It just feels a little less intimidating, I think. So marketing plan, there are four key components. The first thing is before you decide... What you're going to do, you got to kind of do an analysis of the lay of the land. And there's a few parts to this, but very simply, it's called a situational analysis. Now, it sounds like a military term, but it's not as we're using it. A situational analysis is really a way that you can kind of stop, regroup, and figure out what's happening out in the world as it has to do with the people that you serve. So let me give you an example. Have you ever heard of a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T? Many of you probably have. And it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This is part of what you might consider a situational analysis, okay? The situational analysis allows you to kind of analyze what you're doing really awesome at. What are your strengths? Well, your strengths might be You know, that you are very communicative, easy to talk to in your business. You have a high retention rate. You know, your patients stay and they stay and they stay. They're loyal. You have a great chiropractic or an acupuncture following, or you have a great functional medicine practice, like whatever your strengths are, you want to write that down. And I have a document in the show notes for you. If you don't know what a SWOT analysis is, we've got just a blank one that you can use. So you can grab that in the show notes for this episode. But you're going to write down first all of your strengths. What are you just rocking it? Like, what is your superpower? What are you doing really great in your business? This is not you personal. In your business. That's the upper left quadrant. And the upper right quadrant is your weaknesses. Those are your weaknesses. What are the things that, it's kind of like your Achilles heel, right? The things that you go, oh yeah, not so great at that. So it might be follow-up. It might be, new patient acquisition. It might be your communication style. It might be your organization. Like you're not really good about that or you don't have good boundaries with your patients or whatever it is. Like I have no judgment because we all have them. So just write down the places where you're like, oh yeah, these are my Achilles heels. These are my weaknesses. It's not bad. It's just good to know what they are. The next quadrant, the lower left quadrant are your opportunities. Okay. Where are the opportunities that you have To grow your business, opportunities to be better, opportunities to maybe expand into a new market or create a network referral system, or I don't know, like speak at a local health food store, or you have an opportunity to maybe network with a local practitioner and do some kind of dual teaching. Whatever your opportunities are, just write them down. And then the last quadrant, the lower right quadrant, are the threats. The threats are, and actually they do use this in the military, uh, some version of this, but the threats are the things that are going to come and get you They're I call them the gotchas. What is the thing that's going to like sneak up on you in the middle of the night? What is the threat that you have? Well, a threat might be that you have another chiropractor two doors down if you're a chiropractic office or a threat might be finances. A threat might be that there's just not enough cash flow or a threat might be that your lease is up in six months and you don't know whether to move or close or stay or resign or what are the things that are going to be gotchas, the the things that are going to threaten your business, your practice. And those could be personal, too. Like, you know, if you're in the middle of a divorce, that's a little bit of a. I don't know, maybe it's a weakness, maybe it's a threat, but like it's it's something that could undermine or erode your business. So once you kind of get that SWOT analysis done, that's what I call the situational analysis. You're just assessing the situation. Then number two, the second pillar is you have to know who you're talking to. So you not only have to know where are the places where you could potentially be weak, what are your strengths, all of that, but you got to know who you're talking to. So I always use this example when I'm working with practitioners, helping them figure out their niche and don't hit the don't listen button. Just don't hit the stop button. Just hear me out. I've always said it's as important to know who you don't want to work with and it's okay to say no, totally okay, but it's important that you know who you don't want to work with as much as it's important for you to know who you do want to work with. So identifying those people, in other words, the people that are your ideal audience, you can't speak to all of them. So think about this. If you were in a crowded room, you got invited to a party and there's a hundred people in the room and you want to let all hundred of those people know what you do. You're so excited. So you get in the back of the room and you stand up on a chair and you decide, I'm going to just make an announcement. What do you say? Are you going to just start talking or do you want to try and get everybody's attention? Well, the logical thing would be you would want to like get everyone's attention. You could cling, cling, cling on a glass if you want, but it's not a wedding. So what are you going to do? You're going to stand in the back of the room on the chair. You stand up and you go, hey, everyone, could I have your attention? Well, everyone is pretty non-specific. So if somebody's in the middle of a conversation, they're going to be like, eh, whatever, I'm not listening. But what if you said from the back of the room, what if you called out menopausal women and you said, listen, if you are a menopausal woman, I have something to tell you. Or you were able to say, hey, ladies over 55. Now my brain is listening. I'm like, oh, that's me. Kind of like calling my name. You're going to identify those people that are specific to the people that you want to talk to. That's all that finding your niche is. It's about identifying the people that you want to get their attention. It can't be a high everyone. So pillar number two is define your target audience. Who do you want to speak to? What's your passion? What do you want to serve? What kinds of conditions do you love serving? What are the commonalities that your patients have when they walk in? Like, Maybe you work with women over 40. Okay, fine. What's a condition that every, almost every woman over 40 is dealing with? Probably fatigue, right? Not sleeping well, stress. So how about you just choose that? Like, it's fine. Just pick something. But you need to have something to speak to. You need to have someone, one person to speak to. And then you got to kind of figure out, like, what are their needs? How do we know what they need? So does your ideal patient need help with hair loss? Do they need help with weight? Do they need help with energy? Do they need help sleeping? Do they need help with hot flashes? What do they need help with? So you have to know who you're talking to and then you have to know their problem. So I am a menopausal woman. I can speak very, very clearly to other menopausal women. And I know what it's like to have a hot flash from hell. I know what that feels like, and I know a woman that is having that situation is going to do anything. She will pay me anything if I can give her the magic potion to make her hot flashes go away. You got to find that thing for your people, okay? That's number two. Define your audience. Know who you're talking to. Number three, we're going to create some goals, and I know blah, blah, blah about creating goals. I'm going to give you some action steps, so we're going to skip over this one a bit, but it is a key piece. When you create goals, there's an acronym that we use when we create goals. It's called SMART. And SMART goals stand for specific. So the goal has to be very specific. It has to be measurable. It has to be attainable. It has to be relevant. It has to be time-bound. Look, another podcast for another day on that. But all of that to say, this is a simplified Rhonda talking. All I want you to do is when you're thinking about your SWOT analysis, so what are your opportunities? What are your threats? What are your weaknesses? You're going to take all of that into consideration. You're going to say, okay, this is my SWOT analysis. I want to talk to menopausal women. And what I want you to do as far as these goals go, I just want you to choose three things that you want to do. Three things in your business. Now, one of them might be you want to get organized. Okay, great. That's great. It doesn't have to do with the 55-year-old menopausal woman, but it might be really one of your weaknesses or even a threat because you can't find what you need when you're looking for it. When you're looking for protocols or you're looking for some little scrap of paper, that's a threat if you can't provide the service that you need to provide because you're all disorganized. So maybe that's what you want to tackle. Sometimes goals don't have to do with a patient. They have to do with just moving your business and the growth and health of your business, whether it's the clinical side of your business or the business side. It's just moving it one step forward. So you're going to choose three goals, no more than three. Okay, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Number four of these four key pillars of a marketing plan is to create the plan. That's all. We're going to create the plan. And I'm going to give you some action steps on how to do that. There are three P's when we talk about creating a plan and it's product, price, promotion, and people. Well, we've already talked about the people. You got to know who you're talking to. It doesn't do us any good to say, hey, everyone, energize your wellness and vitality at XYZ Chiropractic. What the hell does that say? Nothing. It doesn't say anything. If I am looking for someone to solve my hot flash, that is not it. I'm going to skip past your website in a New York second. So we need to be very specific about the people that we're talking to. But we have to have a product, a price and a promotion if that's what one of your goals is. So, you know, technology being what it is, everybody gets all hung up about this. And I hear it all the time. People are like, oh, well, how am I going to market it? What am I going to get out there? And what do I need? And I don't do tech. And listen, okay, this is a come to Jesus moment. If you are one of those people that says, I don't do tech well, I'm going to call BS on that. Gosh, I am on fire today. I tell you what. Uh, sorry, not sorry. I am going to call BS on that. That is a story that you're telling yourself. I am 61 years old and I can figure this stuff out. And sometimes it stumps me and sometimes I don't like it, but I have never said to myself, I'm not good at it. I just say, I'll figure it out or I'm going to get some help. So don't say I'm not good at tech because you clearly graduated from school you have enough sense to be able to get through chiropractic school or pharmacy school or nursing school or acupuncture school, whatever your discipline, I am not buying it for one second that you're not smart enough to figure something out. So sorry, soapbox there for a minute. All right, I'll calm down now. So we want to create a tactical plan. All right, so what does all that mean? We have situational analysis, which is our SWOT. We have to know who we're going to talk to. We have to write out our goals, and then we have to create a plan. Well, that means kind of nothing without some practical action steps. So now, as long as you're not driving, you might wanna grab a pen and a notebook because I'm gonna give you the action steps on how to do this in a really simple way. You ready? We are creating, the goal here is to create a marketing plan. So I oftentimes will do my whole year. I like to plan everything out in a year in advance, but for some people that feels a little overwhelming. So what I want you to do is I want you to just think about the next quarter. So whenever you're listening to this, at the time of this recording, it's in the fourth quarter of 2023. So maybe your plan is for the first quarter of 2024. Great. I love it. So you're going to pick a quarter and then number one, you're going to purchase a paper calendar. That's all I want you to do. Go order it online or go to Office Depot or Staples or wherever And just get a paper calendar, that's all. I just need three months on the calendar, that's all. Just need three months, number one. Number two, if you're planning for the upcoming quarter, give yourself at least a six-week buffer, meaning if this is like December 27th and it's after Christmas and you just all of a sudden have a wild hair that you're gonna like create this big elaborate plan for the first quarter of the next year, don't do that. Like five days is not enough, four days, not enough. So give yourself about a six-week buffer, okay? So we're gonna take some time. We're gonna plan this out. Number three, I want you on the calendar to write down the big rocks for that quarter, okay? The big rocks are things like maybe a vacation that you have planned. You already have it planned. Anniversary, really important that you don't forget. Birthdays, wife's birthday, spouse's birthday, kids' birthdays, your staff birthdays, whatever. You're gonna write down the birthdays. Any seminars that you might be going to or like a training, virtual training and in-person training, sometimes stuff comes up that you don't know about. But as much as you know, get it on the calendar. Write down any kids events, any school closures, things that you know about and can predict. Like Maybe the, your kids have a week off in the early part of March. Well, then write that down because that's not a week. If the kids are home, that may not be a week that you want to tackle something big. You just need to know it. So get all those big rocks written down on your calendar. Then, remember I told you you're going to write down three goals, three objectives, I like to call them. So you're going to write down three. And so one might be get organized. Oh, that's definitely not measurable. Definitely not relevant to time. Like, what does that even mean? Are you going to get organized in your mind? You're going to get your closet organized. You're going to organize your soft drawer. Are you going to organize your, you know, canned food in your pantry? We need to know what you're organizing. So we're going to get a little bit specific. So what I want you to do is you're going to write down those three goals and they can be whatever you want. It could even be a personal goal. I really don't care. I just want you to write down three things. Okay. Then from those three things, you're going to choose one. That's all. super simple. You just choose one thing. So in my example, let's just say we're going to choose organization. Okay, You say, oh, my gosh, I really know I have got to be more organized. Well, if your brain tends to be a little disorganized, which is why you find yourself in the situation that you're in, whatever the situation, then organizing yourself, if you are a disorganized person, might be like a little like pushing rope uphill especially when it comes to creating a plan because your brain doesn't work like that. So full disclosure, I am not horribly disorganized, but I'm also not super organized. My brain for who I am as a human being and my team, if you ask them, they will attest to this a hundred percent. I don't care about the details. I don't like the details. I just want you to just tell me what you need from me. Give me a problem to solve. Let me help somebody and I'm happy. I don't need to know all the details. I don't need to know how the software works. I don't need to know how you used a zap to put things together. I don't care. I don't need to know. But what happens because I don't naturally have that brain, I sometimes can get myself into a disorganized mess. Like right now on my desktop, I have over 2,000 items saved to my desktop and it makes me really overwhelmed. And I have 80,000 emails in my inbox. Now, I could use a little bit of help over here, but I have a plan for this next quarter and I've got somebody that's going to help me get it organized. Once I have a system and someone can put the system in place for me, I'm good. I can follow a system. But my brain is not great at creating a system. I need help. And I know I need help. So if, in my example... If you want to get organized or you want to create a social media strategy or you want to design office policies for your patients, enforce them and send a letter out, or you want to raise your prices and you want to figure out the process to do that, sometimes as business owners, we are not great with the details. And so it's okay. Like give yourself a pat on the back if that's you, because it's not a failure. It's just who you are and it's okay. So you might need to like pull in some reinforcements, but I want you to just choose the one goal. Don't shy away from the thing that you think, oh my gosh, if I had this thing under control, like for me, if I had my desktop didn't have 2000 things on it, I would be really happy because it makes me overwhelmed every time I look at it. And there's just little things everywhere. Makes me crazy, but I don't know what to do with them. It just doesn't, it eludes me. So pick your one goal. And then what we're gonna do is we are gonna start by writing down just the first step. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I am so organized, I'm going to have a full plan written out. Good on you, friend. Good on you. Will you come and help me? Because the world needs people like you. And if you're listening to this podcast and that is you, you need to let me know because there may be people out there who would hire you for help because some of us are just not that way. So I want you to pick that one goal and then I don't want you to feel like you have to create this marketing strategy. It might be that you want to introduce a new product, or maybe you want to do a group cleanse. That's a good example. Let's use that one. You may want to do a 21-day cleanse like sometime in January. Well, great. Then the fall is a perfect time to start thinking about that. So if you were going to do a 21-day cleanse, like a liver detox kind of a thing, what would the first step be? So I'm asking you, like, what would the first step be? First step would probably be choose a date. That seems easy enough. All right, that's fine. Choose a date. Well, if it's me, I'm like, oh, a week or two is fine. It's probably going to take you a little longer to do that. And if you are listening and you're inside Clinical Academy, I have a full training in there on how to execute a 21-day detox with your patients, how to plan the whole thing. It's all in there. If you're a Clinical Academy member, it's in your library. But if you want to do a 21-day, first thing would be pick a date. What's the next thing that you do? You're going to market this thing, right? This is your strategy. This is your goal. This is your objective for the next quarter. What's the next thing you're going to do? Well, okay, pick a date. Well, all right, what's the next thing I need to do? I probably should figure out what the price is going to be. Okay, great. So you write down the price. And maybe dedicate one piece of paper or a sheet in a notebook or a Google Doc or whatever for just kind of assembling your information. So you choose the price. And then maybe number three, you think, oh, well, they're going to need to order the products and I'm going to need to give them a some kind of a supplement protocol so they know how to take it. OK, so maybe that's step three is just create your supplement protocol, one that you can give to everybody. And it's all written out and typed up. Maybe it's a Google Doc. Maybe it's a Word Doc. Maybe you do it in a Canva. doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. Don't make it too complicated. And you say, okay, well, now I've got that. Then you're just going to keep asking yourself, well, what's the next step? What do I do next? And you just keep going, keep going, keep going. If you're like me, if you said to me, you have to have this whole thing all planned out, I would roll over and probably start crying because my brain just doesn't work that way. But what I can do is I can take the next logical step and I can say, okay, here's the next step. So that's what I want you to do. You're gonna choose the one objective and then you're gonna take the next logical step. Then you're gonna have your other two things in the wings, but here's the caveat. And then we're almost done. Here's the caveat. You can't start anything else until you finish this one. So choose wisely, friend. So you can't start and have like three or four things going on at one time because we all know how that ends up. Nothing ever gets finished. So A, you have to stay with this one until it's all the way finished. And let me tell you, for me, that is sheer torture. Completion, I can get it to like the 85 yard line. And then after that, I'm bored with it. I'm done. I'm bored. I don't want to look at it anymore. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to look at it. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I don't want to plan anymore. I'm done. That's when you just have to get the grit and grab yourself, pull yourself up and say, nope, Rhonda said, we're going to finish this through to completion. And you just do it. And you just get it all the way through. Don't let your boredom sabotage your success. Stick with it until you have it done, whatever it is. If it's your office policies, if it's a cleanse, if it's being organized, if it's buying a new filing cabinet, don't let paralysis by analysis keep you from choosing the prettiest filing cabinet. And then you just go, oh, I can't decide, so I can't do it. No, 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 no. Just take the next step. Just do it. Just do it. And then you got to keep going. And then lastly, you probably are going to need an accountability partner. I'm just saying, I have an amazing team of women that work with me, amazing. And if I didn't have them, oh my gosh, I'd be, I don't know, probably out running around the street in my shorts, like playing pickleball or I don't know what I would be doing. I wouldn't be working, I can tell you that. They hold me accountable and they keep me focused on the task. So find someone who can hold you accountable. Someone who can say, okay, listen, you said you were gonna have X done by this day. Like, let them know what you're doing. You're going to have this done by this day so that you can have your quarter one objective complete. You're going to do that liver cleanse or you're going to be organized, whatever it is. You said you were going to do it by this day. Let someone hold you accountable and it should not be your spouse. Don't let that happen. That's a bad plan because it just ends up in World War 35. Don't do that. Find somebody who's not your spouse to hold you accountable because otherwise you'll kill them. So find somebody to hold you accountable and they will help you see it through to the finish line because they're not, they're not, they're objective, right? They're objective, you're subjective. So they'll help you get the ball across the finish line. The more you can see it, the more you can feel it, the more you can focus on it, the faster you're going to get there. Because if it doesn't excite you, it shouldn't be a goal. Like the thought of being super organized and having my desktop on my computer all clean makes me feel very happy. And I know it's going to be brutal to make my brain focus and make decisions about what needs to be deleted, where it needs to go, what file it needs to go, what folder it needs to go, going to make me want to pull my fingernails out. But I know I'm committed. And at the end, I know I'm going to be so happy when it's done. So there's always a messy middle with all of this stuff. There's always going to be a messy middle. You just got to get through the messy middle. So you start out with a great idea, like, yeah, baby, my marketing plan, I'm going to get a social media thing. And you know what? I could probably rephrase this even and call it your like marketing or business plan. Like you just may have some business goals you want to do, or you might want to market because you need more new patients or you want to change the type of patient that you're reaching. Whatever your plan is, make a plan for the next quarter. Choose your three objectives, then pick one that's going to become the priority and then do the next logical thing and find someone to hold you accountable. And when you do that, you are far more likely to reach the finish line and get that ball all the way across. But the key is with the accountability partner. If you don't get their honest feedback, give them permission to kick you in the butt when you need it, because you're going to need it. None of us are good completers or good starters, but business owners are not generally. There are exceptions, but we generally are not great at completing things. So, There you go, friends. So, I should probably rename this podcast now that I'm talking about it, but I won't, but I might put it in the description. But it's kind of a like, make your next quarter's business plan. And if that involves marketing strategy, great. If it's a business strategy, great. If it's an organizational strategy, great. Whatever it is that's going to help you become more successful in your practice, serve more people, work more efficiently release a new product, create a course, turn your practice into a virtual practice, whatever your goal is, you got this, you got this. So you want a quick review? Let's do it real fast, you ready? Number one, get a paper calendar. Number two, give yourself six weeks to plan, like before the quarter starts. Number three, write down the big rocks. Number four, choose one objective. You've got three, but you're gonna choose one to focus on. Number five, find someone to hold you accountable. And then number six, focus on the outcome. Stay focused on what you want, not the messy middle. Because the messy middle, you'll jump ship every time. And let me tell you, I've done it more than once. One time I created the very first course I ever created. I started and I was so excited. And I just provided tons and tons and tons of information. And it's actually the Mastering the Thyroid course. And I'm in the process of redoing it. And that was my goal last year, was in 2023, I was going to get it done. And I overestimated, but I'm in process. So I'm happy about that because I've been putting it off, putting it off. But I got so weary in the middle. It was so much work because I added so much content. And it was a heavy lift. There's like 85 video lessons. Crazy. It's so detailed. And I got tired of it. And it actually took me two years to finish it. I sold it. And I had lots of people purchase it, but I didn't finish it for two years, but that was all right because it took them two years to get through it because there was so much info. So I'm revising it, making it much more easy to consume, less overwhelming, et cetera. But even now as I'm doing it, I'm bored with it. I'm just bored. But guess what? I have people that hold me accountable and they're like, what do you do? What'd you do this week? What did you do this week to move the ball one yard down the field? And I'm making progress because I have accountability. So that is a huge, huge thing. So there you go, friends. Lots of chatter about the foundational pieces of creating like a marketing plan or a business strategy. So you wanna just make sure that you come back and listen to this podcast again, because it will help inspire you and keep you focused on the things that you really, really wanna accomplish, but you've just maybe tried before and failed or given up because you didn't have the mojo, or the accountability to get it done, but now you will, because I've given you the roadmap, super simple roadmap on how to create a three-month plan for your business, your life, your marketing, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is you want to accomplish, give yourself three months to get it done, hold yourself, get somebody to hold you accountable, and you got this. I believe in you. I know you do. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Okay, listen, friend. If you want more clinical help and clinical information, I have the perfect solution for you. You need to join me inside Clinical Academy. Now, if you're wondering what Clinical Academy is, let me tell you. Clinical Academy is the clinical and training library that you never do you needed, but you always wanted. And the reason it's so special is because I've taken my 20 plus years of clinical experience and clinical training and education I built a $1.3 million practice all by myself without any associates. I know how to get good clinical results. I know how to take care of people. And I'm sharing all of that information with you inside Clinical Academy. There are over 40 different topics and there are hundreds of lessons you don't have to use and go through them all. The greatest part is that it's all searchable. So instead of you reaching for that spiral binder on your shelf that you only looked at on the day of the seminar that you attended, and you're looking, where was that little piece of information? I can't find it. I don't know where it is. Friend, I've got you. Inside Clinical Academy, you can hit a search button. You type in the word that you need, and it will take you right exactly to that content That describes that exact thing. No more searching through binders, no more wondering what protocol you're going to give to somebody in the when they walk in the door with a condition and you think, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. I got you. You just hop into Clinical Academy, type in what you're looking for, and bingo, there it is. So you can learn at your own pace. It's kind of like, a clinical Netflix It's just learning on demand. I'll put the link in the show notes, but if you want to join me, all you have to do is go to rondanelsoncom forward slash clinical academy. Super simple. Go there. Find out all about it. It's $99 a month. The best investment you're going to make in your clinical education. It's the street smart version of clinical application in practice. That's the best way that I can describe it. Go check it out. There's no long term commitment. You can jump in, jump out, no big deal. We're just happy to have you. Go join me today, rondanelson.com forward slash clinical academy. I hope to see you there.